Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy. I invite you to join me as we explore what it looks like to choose joy in the messy middle while embracing the inspiration, intention, and action that you can take to find joy in your every day. This is your host, Paula Jenkins. Welcome to episode 271 here on Jumpstart Your Joy. This week on the show, I'm really excited to be back with a solo cast where I'm talking about how joy and courage are interwoven in our time out here in the messy middle. For those of us who are wanting to feel more contentment and more joy and more ease during this difficult time, that's the piece that we're talking about now. And I'm really excited because I'm going to be looking at and weaving in some of the things that I've learned along the way from places like The Princess Diaries, Battlestar Galactica, and Brene Brown. Yes, it's going to be a really fun show, and I'm so glad that you are here. Before we get to it, yes, I really want to say welcome. I'm really glad that you are here, and it is such a treat to get to spend part of the day with you each week. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're new to Jumpstart Your Joy, well, welcome. I'm so glad that you are here. And if you want to find out more about the show, you can find everything you need to know over at the website, which is jumpstartyourjoy.com. And while you're there, you can also find show notes where I'll link up to some of the things that I'm talking about this week. You can find them at jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash episode 271. Or if you subscribe to Jumpstart Your Joy and you just tap through on your app, you can find those links right there as well. And if you're looking to subscribe, please be sure and look for Jumpstart Your Joy on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify or Amazon Podcasts and subscribe. It makes it easier and then you'll get it automatically downloaded to your mobile device each and every week when we come out on Thursday mornings. So that's that. Let's just dive right on in. If you have not yet listened to episode 267, which is the season six premiere, I highly recommend going there, um, you know, before or after you listen to this episode. But in that one, I really give a lay of the land around what is the messy middle? Why am I talking about it right now? And how is it playing into our lives? My education background is around religion and religious studies. And I really love the study of the wilderness, which is the time when people go out into a place in a time that is really hard, and they learn things about themselves. And it is the journey, you know, it is the the Joseph Campbell, the hero's journey in in essence. And it strikes me that in this time and space that we are in the messy middle right now. We are out in the wilderness. The world looks different than it did when we look back on November or December or January of, of the last year. And we don't know where this all will end or how it will end or what we will all look like on the other side of the pandemic and the political upheaval and the racial tensions and shifts and the country that's kind of in a a division along party lines. There's so much in play right now that I think it's important for us to look at this time. It's also really important for us to discover ways and talk about how we find joy and ease and contentment in this time as well, because we very much need it. It's more important now than ever before. And so that's what I will be talking about. Of course, I find this to be pretty interesting because, well, let's set the stage for the context of this episode first. This is being recorded November 11th of 2020. So 
What we know politically is that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have been named president-elect and vice president-elect in the United States. And I give this context because I have no idea what will happen. We know that the, the current leadership is mounting lawsuits and whatnot. Who knows how that will all play out? That seems like a big unknown. And the other thing that I find interesting just for context here is because we are in this space of the messy middle, it puts me in a new spot as your host. And I say that because I feel like I'm diving more into the area of this becoming a personal journal, meaning I'm truly going to be making reflections and observations and sharing based on things that I'm seeing in the present moment, as opposed to looking back on things and reflecting on how they went. Of course, we'll be drawing from my experience, both as a project manager and a certified life coach and someone who has been podcasting for six years and someone who has been diagnosed with PTSD at one point. So those things come into play, but now this is new and this is real time. And I will say that probably like you, um, it's difficult to be out in this space of just being in the present. And it's also more vulnerable in some ways than being able to reflect on past events or talk about a book we read or ask specific questions because we're really just playing with what's out here. And so I'm just going to admit up front that this feels more vulnerable and a little bit more like I'm speaking from the heart than I am speaking from the head. And so this is new territory for me and we'll see how it goes. The top things that I'm exploring in in this episode about joy in the messy middle is Where are we now and how do we feel right now in early November of 2020? Why is this all so hard? I have some ideas around why change is hard and why this feels specifically difficult for all of us. We're going to talk about joy and courage and how they go hand in hand and how fear plays a role in some of these things that are hard for us. We'll talk about joy being hard sometimes and why it makes it worth it and how we can dig in a little bit more on the things that matter and discern for ourselves what does matter. And then lastly, we'll talk about how the messy middle really is a place for exquisite transformation and magic if we'll just let ourselves be. So where are we right now? We already talked about it a little bit, but one of the things that I noticed as we saw the election in the United States play out was that, so context, I am a liberal, I'm a Democrat, I am from Northern California. So the last four years have felt really hard. I think I even have a past episode is about what to do when things feel hard. And that was specifically about the transition into the Trump administration. That has not been easy for a lot of us. And one of the things that really resonated with me right after the election was I follow Esme Wang on Twitter, and I will link up to her. If you're not familiar with her, she's an author. And so she said on Twitter, and let me just quote this, I'm so tired of being told to empathize, play nice, to listen. Politics have to do with our existence and our humanity. It's not an intellectual exercise with which to play devil's advocate at dinner or to avoid out of politeness. Politics are not theoretical. Politics are our lives, end quote. And this hit home for me because I think in this moment, if you're a Democrat or a liberal, you probably like me have a great sense of relief that it looks like our leadership will be changing in this country. 
for me, it feels like I can exhale. <laughs> like I finally slept kind of normally for the last few nights. And some of it is this deep sense of feeling like there is a kinder, gentler wave coming into existence. And that to me really does feel joyful. The thing that strikes me about what Esme has to say about that is that our world and our lives are so wrapped up in the politics that govern the country with which we live in that it is really personal and it is really important and it can change everything for us depending on who is in charge. So I think if you are a liberal, if you are a Democrat, if you are someone who is welcoming the Biden administration, I say notice how you are feeling about this change and let yourself have the good positive emotions that come with it and notice where joy is. Because the thing that I also noticed coming out of this cycle was that this feels a little bit like it's the end of finals in high school or college. And while we can, you know, kind of regroup and sleep in for a few days and and take a little time to reflect on what's happened. It's one of those things. Like it's it's almost, uh, you know, feel the joy now and acknowledge where it is so that we can get back into it because our lives will demand more of us as we continue to go in 2020 and 2021. You know, it's it's nice to savor this for right now and then also to bolster ourselves as we move forward. So what does joy look like out here? It might look like choosing something out of, love instead of out of fear. And that's something that I still try and do regularly. But for a long time, I made it a practice where I would, before making a decision about something, really weigh it in my hand or in my heart and say, am I making this decision out of love or am I making this decision out of fear? Joy out here in the messy middle might look like taking time to do something for yourself just to do something for yourself. It might look like doing something playful just for the sake of play. It might mean that you're doing some things that make it just a tiny bit easier for you than where you were before. You know, if there's some tiny thing that you can do that makes things feel just a little bit easier, I would define that as joy out here in the messy middle. Those are the lighter versions. It also might mean that you're taking some sort of bold action. And if you are, totally notice where your energy levels are around this, because I myself have noticed that I am, without exception, so much more tired right now than I've ever been in my life. And I think it's just because there's numerous things, numerous stressful things that we are dealing with every day. And so it's important to notice what we need internally and to find ways to take care of ourselves through this time. So maybe some of the bold action that you are taking is that you're advocating for something that you believe in. Maybe you're starting something new and seeing that through. And maybe you're starting a new creative practice and, and you're taking deep joy in that. But I really encourage you to find these little moments, these pockets of Santosha as uh, may have been called in other shows, but that just means like this pocket of contentment that you can find and sink into in a deep and meaningful way, because that's what you got to do right now. This is all hard. So sink in where you can and grab on because why here's the next part. Why is this all so hard? And here's what I've got. I grew up in a family where my mom was an English teacher and my dad taught philosophy. (laughs) 
<laughs> and so it was kind of an interesting mix. You know, so some of the things, some of the discussions we had at our dinner table was, you know, change is the only constant in life, of course, was said by Heraclitus, which is a Greek philosopher, also happened to be the name of one of my parents' dogs when I was a baby. But so one of the things that we know is that change is the only constant. But there's also this deep desire to get out of places that are uncomfortable as humans. And, and I think change is somewhat uncomfortable for us. We like to know where we are and that we have a routine and that there's some sort of foundation to our days. And of course, all of that has been thrown into upheaval in some way, shape or form. The understanding that I have come to is there are two deep truths about most people. The first one, people love to plan and feel like they can control what's happening in their world. And two, people don't like the idea that things can change or that things might be out of their control. But if there's anything that I know to be super true about this year or in any project that I ever led as a project manager, there are two deep truths about how things actually unfold in life. One, there's not much that we can control. Control is really just an illusion that we cling to. And two, impermanence and change are two of the only things that we can count on. And I think there's there's tension in this, right? There's a juxtaposition of us wanting to be in control, but the reality of the situation is that there's not a lot of control. And unfortunately, all of those things that could be out of control have all shifted, it seems, in this year. And so we're sitting on so many different levels of discomfort that I think it's worth pointing out that this is part of why this is so hard for us. You know, it's almost like it's shifting sands in this wilderness that we're in. It's really hard to find our footing. So when we think about some of those changing sands out here in the wilderness, this idea that we like to have structure and control, but nothing is really in our control plays out in some really interesting ways right now for us. For anybody that is affected by the pandemic or the race tensions or the unrest knows that they probably have this deep sense in themselves that I wish things could be one way, but I also on the more logical and pragmatic side know that they can't be this way. And it puts us squarely in this place of a lot of discomfort. We might find that we want two things at the same time that are not possible at the same time. And so let me give you a, a couple of examples that you might find yourself even playing with. So one of them would be we want kids to go back to school because it's important for their growth and their social skills and they do a lot better when they're in the classroom. And at the same time, we also want everyone in the school system to remain safe. And those two things don't always sit together neatly. And that's a big, heavy thing to sit with. Another one might be that we don't really want to wear a mask, but we also really don't want to be sick. And so then for the greater good and the greater joy and the greaterness of all people, we got to wear that mask because that's helping me and it's helping everybody around me. We want things to go back to normal, but we may also be in that space where we're realizing maybe air quotes normal wasn't so great for a percentage of the population. And that's why it's really important that things are transitioning and things are changing because Black Lives Matter and because it's important that everybody has a livable wage and it's important that people have health care that they can count on and it's important that people have basic rights and it's important that people are respected and treated with honor 
It, and I think we can see now that some parts of our populations didn't have those as truths back when things were air quotes normal. So there's another place to sit with some tension. And that's the great difficulty of this time is we sit with tension and then we also need to find those little pockets of times and place where we can ground in and take a little break from the tension because it's really, really hard. So that leads us to the next part of joy takes courage. I'm going to tell you a little story first. So way back (laughs) 10 years ago, when I was sitting in my own messy middle after the birth of my son, where I had been diagnosed with PTSD, well, I found myself kind of leaning towards watching some movies that maybe I enjoyed in the past. And one of those would have been The Princess Diaries. And I was watching it one afternoon. And before we cut to this, I just feel the need to interject these four things. One, I love Disney, or I love a lot of things Disney. And yeah, I get that it's prepackaged joy. And yeah, there are a lot of issues in how they represent many things. But it's also okay to enjoy things. And there are clearly some lines that I that we can't cross. But I think it's a great example of there are some places and some things where there is joy inherent, and it's okay to give yourself permission to enjoy things. Two, it's also okay to sit down and take a break and watch a movie you remember liking when you need to. And maybe that's one of your little little pleasures that you can cling to right now. Here's three is another interesting uh, never before reported on thing that happens with me, which is I can watch a full movie and know that I saw it, but I might not remember most of it. <laughs> this is totally weird, but I'll it'll get to the point where I can't really remember what happened. And so I will have a vague memory that I like the film and, and then I'll just watch it again. <laughs> it's very strange. And then number four is that Meg Cabot, who is the author of The Princess Diaries, well, she knows her shit about courage and fear. And she taught me a thing or two as I was watching the movie that day. So let's get real about what it takes to get to joy sometimes. It takes deep courage. And so in the middle of me feeling like crap and feeling really lost and really confused and wishing that I could get back to that happy version of myself, I heard Anne Hathaway's narrator voice saying this quote, courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the judgment that something is more important than fear. The brave may not live forever, but the cautious do not live at all, end quote. And that is by Meg Cabot of The Princess Diaries. And so I feel like there's a nugget there that, you know, courage gets misrepresented a lot of the time. So to unpack this a little bit, I believe that one, it takes great amounts of courage to go after the things that bring us joy. Because there's so much conditioning that goes around this, but that, you know, people are uncomfortable with extreme emotions. I think there's a lot of layering and conditioning in here around what we think that we deserve or what we think we're worthy of. And so it takes a lot for us to step up and say, no, my joy is important and I'm going to do the thing that brings me joy. So that's why courage becomes really important here and why I think doing anything right now that matters is an act of courage. Because if we unpack that quote, Meg Cabot is saying that courage isn't the absence of fear because let's let's be honest we're not ever going to get rid of fear we're always going to have something that makes us fearful that's just a fact of life as well but courage is the judgment that something is more important than fear 
courage is the judgment that there is something more important than fear. And that's the little nugget that sticks with me is that when I feel afraid and when I feel like I'm kind of stopped in my tracks about something, whether that be me speaking up for something that's important or me going after something that makes me feel joyful or me doing the right thing that feels right to me, that I remember there's something more important than me being afraid of it. And then I step through the fear to do the thing. And I think that's really important right now because I think we're all very afraid of so many things. So I want you to remember that. Remember that courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the judgment that something is more important than the fear. Because I think we'll realize at the end of it that there is something that is worth our courage and that, that it'll get us past this current messiness. And then that's actually how we get our way through the, the messiness is by showing that courage. Because here we go, joy can be really hard sometimes. And this is the third part of this when I, I promised I would talk about Battlestar Galactica. But in that very great series, and uh, if you have not yet seen, it's the, the newer one. So I think it's from 2007 to 2010-ish. Battlestar Galactica was on the sci-fi channel. Go find it. I will link up to it in the show notes. But Admiral Adama says this line about when the, the they're trying to do something really hard. And he says, the only way to do this is rolling the hard six. And this is, again, something that sticks with me all the time about when I know there's something that I got to do. And I know that there's something more important than the fear that I feel around it. Then I just got to buckle down and do the thing. And so the saying, you know, now we got to roll the hard six. It comes from the game of craps. And to roll a hard six, if you have two dice, there's only a three, one three on each of the two die. And so to roll a hard six means you get the three on one die and you get the three on the other die. This happens about 3% of the time, if, if my Googling serves me well. And to get it, there's only one way to get the hard six. It's the three and the three. And you have to keep trying. You have to be consistent. You have to stick with it. Sometimes you got to have a little bit of luck. But you got to keep going until you get it. And you got to go right through the heart of the matter to do it. And so I really love this because I feel like there's something about rolling a hard six, which means you have to be totally present for your own fear over something. You have to be totally present to the courage that it's going to take to get through this thing. And if this is just the messy middle or it's making lunch or it's feeling all of your feelings one day, or maybe the hard six is, you know, you got to just drop something off at the mailbox All of that is courageous right now. (laughs) And I want you to own that. It's also true of how we feel joy. Sometimes we have to put it on our calendar and sit our butts down to record a podcast episode or sit our butt down and write the book that we want to write. Or sometimes it's that we have to make time for the things that are really important because the world and everything else out here will tell us that it's more important. But our joy is important. It's more important now than ever before. And sometimes we just got to stick with it. And we got to stick with it. And we got to keep trying and keep going until, you know, it kind of breaks our heart open again. And that's what joy does. And that's what it does. And that leads us to this last bit, which is 
joy can take a while, but it's also because it takes a while when there's true transformation at work. And this is where we get to the Brene Brown quote, which is, the middle is messy, but it's also where the magic happens. I love this so much because even early on when I was doing life coachy things, I really loved transformation. And I think that's part of why I love religion as well is because the heart of these things is that we learn to understand ourselves so well and understand our our own world and our internal landscape so well that transformation happens. And we learn to trust ourselves and we learn to trust choosing joy and choosing love over fear. And so even though that's all hard, here's the thing about this messy middle stuff. When you stay present and when you practice courage and when you do the work on yourself and when you acknowledge that it's hard and you take a break because it's hard and when you roll the hard six when you need to, this is when things start to change. And the change may not be totally obvious or even immediate. That's the wonder of joy and the wonder of joy being a muse. It's because it keeps drawing you forth and it keeps wanting you to choose it. And as you keep choosing it, it keeps growing on itself. And your capacity for joy grows and your ability to share it grows. And so I think this transition in and the magic that happens as joy starts to become a bigger part of your world and where you find more of those pockets of Santosha and where you find more of those little moments that you can ground into and feel really good about is that as you start to practice each of these things, they start to grow on themselves and become more present in your life. And it's a transition that's slow. And it's a transition that, like the seasons, you might not totally notice that you're going through the change of it until you're smack dab in the middle of summer and going, wow, it's so nice out. And that's how joy is. Because many times when you're doing all of the above, the staying present, practicing courage, doing the work on yourself, acknowledging that it's hard, and rolling the hard six, you're going to find that finding joy and finding that new good place, even out here in the messy middle, It's a little bit more like tectonic plates shifting into place slowly, naturally. It just keeps changing. You might feel joy and realize that you feel less stuck in a moment than you had before. But oftentimes it's not just an immediate thing. And I think that's one of the things that's so confusing about joy and so confusing to many people about joy is it's not that really simplistic Pollyanna version of joy that's important. It's the sustained contentment and love and happiness and that, that what, that's what we're going for. That good stuff that you can get your teeth into every day. And so I know when you stick with it and you stay focused on choosing joy in each day, when you choose love over fear, I know that you will train yourself and train those people around you and everything around you you'll train all of it to be more joyful because the middle is messy, but it's also where the magic happens. Oh, you guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If there was an aha moment for you in there somewhere, I would love to hear from you. You can drop me a note at jumpstartyourjoy at gmail.com and I will definitely reply back. Or if you're like, hey, where do I find that thing about the Princess Diaries? 
all of it's in the show notes and you can find them all over at jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash episode 271. And while you're there on the website, of course, please sign up for my newsletter, which comes out every Thursday. And there's more inspiration, intention, and action for you there about ways that you can find those moments and find those delicious little seconds of joy that you can soak up. That's what this is all about. So I hope you will sign up. And then next week on the show, I'm really delighted because I have Blake Bauer, who is the author of the international bestseller, You Were Not Born to Suffer. He is coming on to talk about how we can see some of this messy middle in a new light. He and I are talking about kind of the initiation that goes on when each of us goes through a hard thing in our lives and how it can drive us further to and closer to our purpose and our passion and how that can light us up. So I hope you'll come on back next week for that episode. And until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much joy.